And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As Thursday begins, a new day at Red Eye Radio. <laughs> and, and and here we go. You ready? All right. All right. Here we, here, here we go. Here we go. I have a lot of questions on process and specifics. And what I can tell you is that I'm not going to go beyond what the president laid out. I'm not going to go beyond what my White House uh, counsel colleagues have stated. I would refer you to them for any other specifics or in- additional information. I want to be prudent here. Uh, I want to make sure that we do this in appropriate, the appropriate way. We're going to ask them because that's our job. I understand. So and, and my job is to answer your so question. So here we go. Let's go. We ask this is because on like day two of this administration, when he swore all of you in, the president said, quote, I'm going to make mistakes. When I make them, I'll acknowledge them and I'll tell you. And I'll need your help to help me correct them. So you're the one here yeah, talking to us about this. That's why we're asking you. So let's just remember that. Ed, we don't need we don't need to have this. We work very well together. We do. I don't. We don't need to have this kind of confrontation. Ask your question, and I will answer well, them the best the that reason, I can. Part of the reason we're laying that out is because you're laying out your part of the job. We're I know. Laying out our part of the job, I know, but I'm just saying that we don't need we to have contention. You don't need to be contentious with me here, Ed. <laughs> and that's Ed O'Keefe from uh, CBS. CBS. Yeah, and, and we haven't gotten to Ducey yet. No. You know? <laughs> and and all of this was before the story came out that there's a second location. Yeah. with classified yeah. documents. This right. was all before this. Yeah. So tomorrow's even going to be a zoo. I mean, and and on illegal immigration. On ju- I mean, it was just. And we said it was going to be a zoo uh, at at uh, you know the uh, the press briefing, the White House press press briefing. We knew it, and it was. Do you you think that Joe Biden was just um jealous of the whole twitter files thing look you know they got things coming out every day we're gonna have to really <laughs> up our game we well, need to release things you know at least every other day maybe every day i'm know, wondering because the story that came with the second batch almost every version of that story that i saw when it came out was his lawyers and by the way she brings up white house counsel and 
Okay. White House counsel, obviously, is going to be involved here. But don't you want to step around those words? You want to step around those words just like Biden should have the other day when he talked about his lawyers. But every version of this said that his lawyers and aides are have been looking for more documents. They're looking for more documents. My question is, where all are they looking? You know, CBS um, uh, broke the news the other day. It was NBC on the second batch. And my question is, because you and I in the pre-show meeting were, were touching on the fact that, look, this is this is a controlled release. Yeah. Because and, you don't have, let's put it, let's, all the days of the week that happen, all the months that happen uh-huh. to have, oh, we discovered it here and then we discovered it here. Right. And, and one of the questions is, one of the biggest questions is, and this where, you know, she was getting mad at, uh, at O'Keefe, was, he was saying, but they were discovered November 2nd. We just found out about it now. Right. And you didn't tell us. Right. Well, I believe they did tell us, but they told us through the media you know, they they said, okay, let's release this. Sources release this to CBS. Sources release this to NBC. Right. The, 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 the next day, we need to get this out of the way way before the election of 2024. Well, because, again, the, the every version of, of the story that I saw made it sound like that they were coordinating with, uh, in each case, with one news group. And in the case of the second batch, they were coordinating with NBC. It made it sound coordinated Mm -hmm. the way it was written by other media groups outside of nbc in fact i didn't see it first from nbc i got a number of alerts when it came out and but they all sourced that they all said it was you know uh uh, this is what they told nbc news who first reported this story Mm -hmm. they wait a minute they told nbc first reported this story well that's a controlled release so how much more is there? And do they expect to, you know, I mean, if you've, um, if the first batch was found early November and they're just now finding more, do they suspect already that there could be more documents in other places? It's really, really horrible the way this thing is, is is falling out because, again, what I said earlier this week, and that is they thought they had something tangible finally on with the Mar-a-Lago raid on former President Trump. After all these years, they had nothing, and then they have the big show of the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago when Trump isn't there. And then they come out with the documents. Also, with the first batch, the narrative seemed to be, well, there were it was only a, a couple or few documents compared to the volume of documents that was being stored illegally or whatever uh, in at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I saw that. I saw, yeah. Now you've got and and now you've got the second batch. Yeah, and it, it it begs the question: Well, is there more? 
Well, the other thing is too. I was, I think it was MSNBC. Let me see if I can find it. That said, there is there is no law about about having classified documents. It's only if you attempt to you know, not give them back. Then, which, then you should call Merrick Garland, MSNBC, <laughs> and let him know there's I, nothing there. I, I got because I, I, I got to find that because I was like, what are they talking about? Because number, number one, and people forget about this. There's a whole different. The, the entire law is different for a president than a vice president. Yes, you're, you exactly. Neg- you negotiate the things, and since you're the one that act, the vice president cannot uh, can cannot sit there and say, okay, this is not. This is not a, a top secret anymore. Right. He cannot. Vice president can't declassify. Uh, the the uh, the president can, and that is a huge difference. Oh, I, I got to find where I saw that because mm. it was just um, I was I burst out laughing when I saw that. I go, well, that's gaslighting. That's not true. And uh, and so uh, <laughs> well, and and you know when you break it down uh, again, if you look at at what. The special prosecutor is looking at a couple of things. The January 6th thing, which there's nothing there. Uh, I don't believe there's anything there. It would be a massive here it is, here revelation. It is. And the here, other thing, hold I've, on, well, let me finish real quick. And he's looking, also looking at the, the, the Mar-a-Lago documents. Well, if he's looking at the Mar-a-Lago documents based on a violation, you know, of the Espionage Act, how would it not apply here? Here it is. It's not illegal to accidentally have classified documents. It's illegal to take them and refuse to give them back. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you mean accidentally? Mm-hmm. Someone the, deliberately the, put them there. Right. Those those top secret documents were at the University of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and then the other documents in another still undetermined location, as right. we know. Right. And and why aren't we learning about the the second location? I mean the 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 gaslighting here is just getting is just getting huge. No, it is. And uh, again, um, the back and forth because from what we know, and who knows what the special prosecutor will come up with when with the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid, but. They were focusing, the, the, the DOJ was really focusing on the Espionage Act. Well, that applies here, regardless of the back and forth right. between officials and the former president, President Trump, about the documents at Mar-a-Lago. It is still the same crime for Biden. In fact, when we introduce the idea of a vice president... Having classified documents, it changes drastically and not in the favor of Joe Biden. So, you know, this entire game of them, oh, no, well, this is very different. This is and he's cooperating and it's only a handful of. Nope. Because. There would have to be they would have to find something extremely unique, which there wouldn't be. I can't think of anything. Somebody would have to tell me what would be unique about the Mar-a-Lago documents versus the Biden documents. I mean, I could tell you what's unique about the Biden documents is that he's a he was then a vice president. And so 
in terms of the DOJ prosecuting Trump and not uh, assigning a special prosecutor, at least, for this, then... Yeah, the, try and tell me it's look, not political, but look, it's, it's definitely political. The stink factor is there, and everybody knows it. Yep. That's 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 why Corrine Jean-Pierre, she's going after CBS, because yep. the more she answers questions, the more she doesn't answer questions. Right. The more that she just sits there and says, okay, we're basically not going to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's two locations, and I wonder if the – I wonder if still on the second one that they – that because of how the story was released, they still don't know – how they can spin this for the president, or excuse me, the, yeah, the president, the former vice president, uh, the president. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, I, right? Because why didn't that story come out? Why is it right. at a particular you know uh, location? Uh, and as Jonathan Turley pointed out uh, yesterday, one thing nobody's talking about is the first set of secret documents was moved. Right. It was it's been moved twice. It went to the University of Pennsylvania. It had to go to the University of Pennsylvania, which is after he was vice president or to one office. And then it was moved when they when they they built the 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 new building. It was moved to a different building. So it's actually been moved. Right. And so for the president to say, you know, to sit there and say, I'm surprised by this. And I've been, you know, and and basically my lawyers told me not to ask about it. Everyone knows because why not? Right. Why can't you ask about it? It stinks that I'm taking the fifth because I may be guilty of a crime. If that's it, what it says. If it were the case that he was today only a former vice president, then he might be able to get away with that. But he's a sitting president. Yep. And there's no way. He didn't want to know unless, and this is where they do, they do more damage in, in how they're answering, not answering because they're building it out. If there, if there is this huge effort to give him plausible deniability, don't tell him anything and tell him not to ask anything, man. That sounds like this wasn't accidental. This sounds like it was something very, very important, and they know it, and they have to build this information wall around him. So the way that they're answering this is making it worse, unless it's actually that bad, which it just might be. Because if they're building plausible deniability in that kind of way, again, the sitting president, he knows everything. There's nothing in those documents that he doesn't have the authority to view. But that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, on the first batch, well, they they told us not to ask, the, the lawyer said not to ask them about What's in the documents? Really? And now we're getting, we get the second batch, but they won't tell us where it was found. Why? Why? That tells me it's not a very secure location. One of the things made about Mar-a-Lago, 
was the fact that it has a, in part, it's a resort. It's not just the home of the former president, Trump. It's also a place where people go to visit. And even A.G. Barr, the former A.G., brought that up and and said, you can't do that. You can't have those documents at what amounts to basically as a resort. And that was his position. And I thought to myself, well, when this hit today, I thought, okay, wait a minute. Why aren't we getting the location? Because if they said it is at his vacation home, it is at his, then he's going to have Secret Service there full time. There's going to be security there full time. I mean, I had a question about the University of Pennsylvania and that office. How well was it guarded? I don't know what the protocol is. I'm guessing there is a detail there because he is a sitting president and technically that is still an office. Not that he would visit it, but I would guess there would be very high security in that case. Or is there? We'll talk more about it. 86690-RED-EYE. Starting and charging system-related issues are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Knowing the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention can help you avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Dim lights are an early warning sign that your alternator is degrading and near the end of its life cycle. Lights that are brighter than normal, on the other hand, can indicate your alternator is overcharging. Get a full electrical system check if you notice your headlights getting dimmer or brighter. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. Check out all the latest in news, events, trekking information, and podcasts at Red Eye Radio's website at redeyeradioshow.com. That's redeyeradioshow.com. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Uh, uh, you know, it's interesting because, obviously, this thing was delayed for two months coming out. Yeah, I mean, right, they, didn't, right. they didn't report it, yeah. and that's a huge question uh, there as to why. Because it wasn't the White House who announced it. And right. it wasn't the White House say, hey, we found some of these things. It was the media that did it. Whether, again, it was a calculated, uh, you know, uh, leaks to the, the media or source stories uh, to the, the the media, still the public looks at it and says the the White House didn't admit it. They knew it. They kept it secret. Why? Uh, and uh, reading here from uh, Byron York from the Washington Examiner, the White House statement said that it's cooperating with the Justice Department, but did not explain why Mr. Biden's team waited more than two months to announce the discovery of the documents, which came a week before the midterm congressional elections, when the news would have been an explosive last minute development. There's another issue as well. While this was going on, Garland was selecting a special counsel to take over the Trump investigation on the grounds the Justice Department would have a conflict investigating Trump, who announced his 2024 candidacy on November 15th. Garland confirmed the appointment of Smith on November 18th. It is unclear what was going on in the Biden classified documents case at that time. 
So now the story is out, at least the earliest version of the story is out. No one seems to know why, and we asked this yesterday, why the federal officials involved, officials from the National Archives and Records Administration, who were so vigilant in pursuing Trump's documents, did not have for nearly seven years even a suspicion that Biden might be holding classified records. Remember, this was written before the second story came out that there's more classified documents at a different location. Mm -hmm. The one person who seems to know absolutely nothing about the situation is Joe Biden himself. Yeah, right. And and saying, you know, the statement he gave out two days ago and then uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre referred to the lawyers, the lawyers, the lawyers. This sounds like he's a suspect in a case. Yeah. That's how it comes across. Exactly. They keep talking right. about attorneys at every turn. Right. Why are they doing that? hours a night and still not enough listen to our podcast available on the app and on our website red i radio show.com and coming up here on the uh, uh, show to today i know i should have read the headline first because i had it i was so pleased with my the way i wrote the headlines of what we're going to be talking about today oh yeah yeah my first one was while biden wishes to get rid of gas stoves the gas lighting continues no oh, i see what I you thought did that there. was good yeah okay. and the rumble bumble and stumble of corinne jean pierre yeah uh ban electric stoves no i didn't say gas stoves electric stoves mm-hmm. we'll all get, stoves cooking all, all stoves yes cooking there is a legit reason to get rid of all get rid of all stoves microwaves stoves all dangers and contaminants in any household must go. Indubitably. It starts with humans. <laughs> Get out. If the, if the humans are gone, <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm plagiarizing Paul Ehrlich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if the humans are gone, all the dangerous machinery is gone. That's right. If the humans are gone, all those filthy carbon-producing Particulate matter, electronical instruments and machines that we use will be gone. Get rid of humans, you solve the problem. Well, because uh, instead of having a, a carbon monoxide detector, you would have a carbon dioxide detector. <laughs> Is there a human here? Somebody breathing out? We need to know this. <laughs> now, the plants may object. To having no the no, plants they got to be gone no, yeah they're, they're gone yeah because the plants would have to be gone because you have carbon in order for the plants to survive you have to have the carbon dioxide yeah and you also have to use water and the purpose of the plant is only for your pleasure you can't have pleasure in <laughs> fact you can't have you you got to go that's the whole thing stop humans stop existing. Look, if you die, all your problems are solved. That's Don't right. Don't worry about it. If you know. you'll just die. Yeah. Just just die already. Just, just go away. 
my God. If you would unexist, that would be great. Also coming up, uh, New York City's grocery stores are considering locking up food because of thefts. You know, I was thinking about it the other day when uh, it was uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the uh, CVS and, and Wal- Walmart, I don't know if Walgreens is on board yet with this, but they're locking up, they're putting behind glass more and more items, not necessarily expensive items, but items that can be sold and, you know, that are being targeted by thieves. And I thought to myself, we might get to a point where basically when you go shopping, everything is in a, ven- a vending machine kind of thing. In order for it to come out, you're going to have to pay for it first. Wow. And it's there for the longest time we've had in place in most stores uh, electronics, right? So if you're going to go and you're going to buy a laptop at Best Buy or, or Walmart, wherever, you go buy, and, and it's in the glass. You, you've got the mm-hmm. display model, but it's in the glass, and they're going to go get it, and they'll say, okay, I'll take it over here. I'll meet you at the register. I could also see that kind of setup where, because right now they, the robotics uh, that they're uh, experimenting with and it's only in test markets. I I don't know how many markets there are. Have been about um, doing inventory and also restocking the shelves. Now, Walmart relies heavily on its vendors to do their own stocking. That's why you see, you know, the in, in a lot of grocery stores do the same thing, um, and that's why you see the vendors. Uh, it's the you know the soda guy often will be the guy that's stocking. Uh, their own brand of soda or whatever, and and that's the case too with with bread. That's been the case for a long, long time. But the robotics, I could see, instead of just doing inventory, you would go in and then you would just hit everything basically on your shopping list, and it would be brought forward, and you're not going to get that cart until you pay for it. That's going to be extremely expensive, but. The alternative is that stores go away. And the Walmart CEO, even though, was it uh, Walgreens or CVS CEO said the other day, uh, we made a, we maybe made a too big of a deal about theft. And I thought, well, you may have for your stores. But it was on an earnings call. And I thought, okay, because it was lower than what they thought it was going to be for the year. And I thought, all right, um, that may be for your store. And also, I didn't hear that person say how many stores were closed. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. You know, how many right. of your stores um, have gone away, which means the other stores were not getting hit as hard. And so that that move helped you eliminate those losses and, and pair those lo- losses down. But it's going to be very, I think it's going to be very, very, different going forward with a number of things and yeah lock up the groceries let's be blunt the liberal cities are the ones that are saying shoplifting is okay right let's be blunt i mean that's the reality of it and and i've been in talk radio long enough to remember when the left was screaming that businesses would not come to urban areas right and then they did 
Okay, there's a market there. We're going to, you know, we're. Uh, and then the Democrats said, eh, to hell with crime. Yeah. And now you have stores saying, okay, we're going to move. And then the screaming starts again. As if you have an obligation and responsibility to have your store in urban areas where we will not protect you from crime. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, yeah. yeah, sure. So we'll get uh, more on that. House Democrats vote almost unanimously to oppose a bill to protect babies born alive after abortion attempts. Hmm. Only one person. There's 211 Democrats. Yeah. 210 said, nope, do not protect babies born alive after abortion attempts. Right. Well, we all know legally outside the womb, an alive baby, you kill it, that's murder. Yeah. There's no other way to look at it. And they don't care. No, understand how radical the Democratic Party is. Right. The public does not agree with that. No, they don't. The vast majority of the public does not agree. No. Because the vast, vast majority of the public doesn't agree with murder. Right. And legally, that is murder. Yes, it is. Now, you can sit there and say, but it doesn't happen much. It's a rare, well, doesn't matter if it's a rare occurrence, it's still murder. Right. If it's one, it's murder. If it's a million, it's murder. Yep. Understand how radical the Democratic Party is. We'll get more on that. The GOP hitting the ground on uh, on energy. Uh, the FBI reveals, I think the Washington Examiner had this story, FBI reveals it uses the CIA and NSA to spy on Americans and will tell you this is the first time I have seen this in ages because you and I have asked this. The Democratic senator who said yesterday, many in my party don't want to admit that we can't take unlimited numbers of asylum seekers. Do you remember the last time a Democrat spoke up? Uh, that uh, that wasn't a border city Democrat. Yeah, I was going to say if they uh, aside from the border Democrats, right. I I don't know any of them that did. Neither do I. I don't know. Uh, of, you, I don't know. Of, now you had uh, a, a few blue mayors that weren't happy that busloads of illegal immigrants were showing up at their doorstep. But yeah. Um, my question is, it was Senator uh, 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 Murphy of mm-hmm. Connecticut? Yeah, right. And we'll get to we'll get to that audio coming up, and a uh, and a ton well, of do them. they do, and 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 are you going to see more of that from Democrats going to you know yes. heading to twenty twenty four? But twenty twenty four in the Senate, fate right now, the way it is. It looks it like it favors the GOP taking the Senate in 2024. Not like in a massive red wave fashion, but a handful of seats enough to get control of the Senate. We'll see if that happens. So are you going to see more, at least Democrats in the Senate, come out and say, we've got to do something about this? Biden's visit to El Paso was a complete failure. 
Oh, uh, we'll get we'll get to some of that too. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to some of that from Corinne Jean Pierre. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just a zoo. And everybody, thing is, everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that in the White House press court knows it. Right. I mean, it was just a zoo yesterday. And I I don't know if they have one scheduled for today or not. Normally they do, mm. but it's going to be more of a zoo because they again the news story that more top secret documents. Thing is, you know, people sort of expect, oh, it's 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 Joe. He doesn't know anything. And so that's okay. We can't blame Joe because he doesn't know anything. He's a fine president. Sometimes he's not aware that he's not talking to an official from the Army, but he's talking to instead official from the Salvation Army. So, yeah, they try and use it. It's funny how they use that crutch. Well, what he meant to say was, well, what he meant to do was, well, no, he wasn't aware. And they just kind of gloss over it. They're pointing to the fact that, you know, and using the excuse that he's not all there without actually saying it. And you don't get to use that crutch. You know, because <laughs> if it were me, my follow-up question, if they were to say, well, yeah, but he he didn't know. He didn't know. But, yeah, but he didn't know. But he didn't know. Is the president aware? Has the president had an assessment medically? Yeah. That, that would be, I, that would be my follow-up right. question. Because you're telling me he's not aware. For years, those documents were there at his private office at the University of Pennsylvania. And as you point out, and 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 it's a it, it is something important to remember that those documents had to be moved twice to get there. Yeah, it was pointed out yesterday they had to be moved. So you're telling me he wasn't aware? It has the president had an evaluation? Oh, that that would be a logical question because now with the second one, and we don't know the specifics of the second location with more documents, but the second location is related to the vice president. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a story. Right. Is he still going to say, well, I just don't know anything of any of the top secret documents that I have. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, that I don't know how this is he going to continue to just say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Well, and and, and I could find out about it, but my lawyers told me not to ask. Yeah, because <laughs> and, 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 and let me reposition here, because God. in my questioning, Here's what I would do. I would say, uh, you know, I've got a couple of questions, one and then a, a short follow-up. A lot of people are trying to make the case that the president isn't mentally fit. What is your response? And then let her lay out. Oh, no, he's great. Everything's fine. Now you're saying he's not aware that those documents were there. If he's fine and he's not aware that those documents were there, you're going to have a hard time convincing Americans that that is the case. Now, again, many will tell you, and I might be one of those at times, he's not fully aware at every moment that he's the president of the United States. If there's any president you can get, that can get away with going, yeah, well, he didn't know. He doesn't even know where he is half the time. It's probably this president, and I mean, you can use that excuse with the conservative media, and half of them would go, eh, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But that, but they're not making that case. No, that not. he's not mentally no. fit. Eight six six ninety red eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio. If you like listening to Red Eye On Demand, we have more of Eric Harley and guests for you. Download RER's Extra Mile podcast. More topics and issues discussed. Eric and Gary for the Eden Pure Gen 40. You know, inflation is skyrocketing. Prices are surging on everything, including energy. You need to stretch your dollar and look for ways to save money and warm this winter. We have the solution. The Eden Pure Gen 40. The Gen 40 uses. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. We'll have a ton more of audio cuts coming in from the zoo of a press conference yesterday uh, at the uh, the White House, the the press briefing, because it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, where, where this goes, this is really interesting because there's just, you know, they it's like we're just not going to discuss it, and Biden knows nothing. Well, can you continue with that tomorrow? Because they... From what I know, they have not commented. I didn't see where they commented on the second story. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Uh, n- no, no, no. I didn't see yeah. any of that. Um, and again, I mean, the question is, why aren't we learning more about the location? Right. This seems like, in fact, most of us believe, well, many of us believe that it is a calculated re- a release. But why wouldn't you release the location? Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thank you so much for being here. As always, download our Red Eye Radio app today and uh, you can listen when and where you choose if you can't listen live overnight. And thank you. All right, so I'm reading here Charles Cook National Review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just a, a great... Uh, and uh, he references on Twitter uh, John Hassan. I, I, he doesn't say uh, who he is. I don't know whether he works for National Review or whatever. But he says, Hassan notes that the National Fire Protection Association has found that when it comes to fires, electric rangers are considerably more dangerous than gas stoves. Here's the data. Households that use electric ranges have a higher risk of cooking fires and associated losses than those using gas ranges. Although 60% of households cook with electricity, four out of five, 80% of ranges or cooktops involved in reported cooking fires were powered by electricity. The rate of reported fires per million 
Households 2.6 times higher with electric ranges. The civilian fire death rate per a million households was 3.4 times higher than electric ranges. Three and almost three and a half times greater. The civilian fire death rate. People are dying because of electric stoves and we still have them. Am I making my case here? Making mm-hmm. it effectively here. Mm-hmm. The civilian fire injury rate per million households, 4.8 times, almost five times higher with electric ranges than in households using gas ranges. The average fire dollar loss per household was 3.8 times higher in households with electric ranges. This, this is clear evidence that electric ranges need to go. They do. Kitchens need to go. <laughs> microwaves, of course. Possibility of leaking. Um, microwaves. Kitchens and bathrooms. Because the majority of accidents in the home happen in those rooms. They're dangerous rooms. Stay out of them. You're making me look it up. How many people are are injured in bathtubs every year? Mm-hmm. No, I mean that's um, <laughs> you're it, making me look it up just, because the, <laughs> the falls are incredible. I mean, the number of falls every year in bathtubs. Oh my gosh, especially with people your age. <laughs> Here it is, the L.A. Times. This is from 2011. Yeah, thousands of injuries occur. In bathrooms each year, the CDC reports. Told you. If you'd only wear your feet masks. No. Knee pads, helmets. <laughs> Which is, by the way, how I shower anyway, oddly enough. Here, here, here it is. <laughs> Keeping up with hygiene is a good idea, but watch your step. The bathroom is full of ways to hurt yourself. And a new report estimates that nearly a quarter of a million Americans are hurt in the bathtub. Bathing and showering appear to be particularly dangerous. This is really... Told you. Told you. Overall, about two-thirds of accidental injuries happen in the bathtub or showers. Yep. But many injuries... Now this is this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Many injuries involve the toilet, standing yep. up, yep. sitting down, uh-huh. and using it. Right. And yes, nine percent of total injuries on the toilet are from overexertion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Overall, mishaps near the bathtub, shower. Toilet and sink caused an estimated 234,000 injuries in the United States in 2008. I have a family member who was injured in a bathroom yep. uh, accident, uh, as we call it, the uh, toothbrush incident of 1974. This is when electronic tooth. Brushes were rather new. It, they, that person lost a few teeth. 
We've got to listen. People are too stupid for freedom. Remember the liberals? How long ago was this? This this was before the Obama years, but they really ramped it up again during the Obama years. You don't need all that freedom. People have too much freedom. And, and, and they would quite often cite things, you know, then you know, burning too many deodorant choices and, and the whole thing. But then beyond that, well, when you choose to do something and you hurt something or there's an accident and not only are you injured, but somebody else is injured. Well, how dare you? You don't need that kind of liberty. You're too stupid to be free. Stairs have to go then, don't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stairs have to yeah. go. Only, I, only one-story homes should be built in the United States. Or only elevators. Or only elevators, right. Yeah. Wow. And here's what I would suggest, too. Elevators up and a slide on the way down. <laughs> that, to me, would be the sign that I am rich. If I had a an slide? El- no, if I had an elevator. Yeah. No, I, I, need, actually, I need to go to floor two I wait for it to come down. <laughs> I went to uh, look at a home that I was going to rent on vacation. And the owner of the home required you to show up ahead of time for an appointment to qualify to use the elevator. Now, this is an elevated home that's actually on a beach. Okay, so it's it's elevated to begin with. Now, there's storage at the ground level but no living uh, 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 rooms or, or, or areas on the ground floor. But there's an elevator. Now, quite often, these types of homes that are elevated have an elevator to help you lift luggage, right? It, mm-hmm. And usually it goes right. up to the deck, and then you can unload, you can take your luggage in. This one went all the way up. It was not only elevated, but it had three stories above that. And that's basically why it caught my eye. It wasn't unique in that sense, but it was where we were going. And I was looking at it and the owner of the home made you show up for training on how to use the elevator and also charge the surcharge for access to the elevator. So as soon as we say, all right, only elevate, only elevators, no stairs. Well, no, because things can go wrong with an elevator. Basically, <laughs> it gets it gets back to the the idea that you're too stupid to exist. Yeah, I was in a house one time with a, an elevator. I think it was three story house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the coolest thing. All I wanted to do was ride the elevator up and down. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care about watching the football game or dinner. Can I just ride the elevator up and down all day in a house? <laughs> yeah, uh, someone we know has. Uh, that and they also have a central vacuum system. Every room essentially has a vacuum system where you just take one appliance, one vacuum right. that's got a hose on it, and you hook it up to the, hook. and then you just plug it in. Yeah, and those, those and I cool. thought to myself, all right, that's what I got to have. <laughs> I spent all day yesterday cleaning the house top to bottom. I cleaned my house yesterday. It was part of an anniversary gift for my wife, but um, also because it's, you know, I had time to do it. I cleaned my house yesterday. 
like we were renting the place and I was trying to get my deposit back. I was doing that with my, my, cause I took down my Christmas stuff about 10 days ago, but I didn't get a chance to, cause I, then I put it back to my office again. I move everything back in and it becomes my office, but I had to steam clean the carpeting and I just was so lazy. And finally yesterday I said, because I've got stuff, you, you, if you come in the front of my house, there's like chairs and everything yeah. that's in the office is sitting out right in front. You got to like mm-hmm. sort of squirm your way through if you want to get into my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I got to get this done. So it took about probably about because you have to you have to basically wash it and then you rinse it. And then you have to dry it. It has a dryer on it, too. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. I mean, it's still you have to dry it overnight, but mm-hmm. it, it sucks up the majority of the water. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I um, I, I it was it was. Uh, top to bottom and 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 bed clothes on top of that it was bed clothes day and it was like you know i thought i'm i'm probably qualified to start my own maid service and do do that a couple of days a week um but then i thought as i'm as i'm cleaning as i'm going through the house i thought look at all the dangers forget the gas cooktop that i have which is an awesome gas cooktop. My gosh, where aren't the dangers? Yeah, they're all over the place. And it, it and it gets down to uh, what we've talked about over the years: the most dangerous dog thing. Well, your HOA or the city or whatever authority says, "Well, no, this uh, this breed of dog is the most dangerous dog, so we're gonna we're gonna ban that dog here in this neighborhood or whatever." And then, well, okay, inevitably, the next most dangerous breed of dog is going to have to be banned because they're going to be, by default, the new most dangerous breed of dog. And that's exactly the way the liberals look at things. You don't need gas to cook. You don't need these things. You know, This is what they always tell you. You don't need that. I want it. It's a free society. And it's not causing the damage that no. you're lying no, about. They're lying, and about that's it. and and that's the entire thing. They're building this based on a lie. Yeah, and, uh, and, and well, on a bogus survey from an environmental group. Well, and and on top of that, it is study. It, it is fear that is right there inside your home. Oh my gosh, uh, is is our is our gas cooktop safe? It says it. It's it's causing problems. Do we need to get the air tested? Do we need to? Everybody calm down. If you choose to do that, by the way, that's fine. But this is how they get their agenda done, by creating fear, by lying to people. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before I steam cleaned the carpeting, I also, with the rag, went and did all the baseboards. I mm-hmm. do that to every, yeah. every, every room. About every I did that by hand this time. I have a hand steamer, and I did it by hand this time. And... Oh. I I had to wear I had to wear knee pads because here's the here's the thing I can get down to the floor it's getting up getting up <laughs> at times I'm thinking to myself what am I going to do am I just going to lay down at th- do I need to get uh, 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 a a uh, uh, something that you know where I can just push the button I'm I've not that I've fallen and I can't get up I got down. To floor level to clean, and I can't get up. You know, I I just got about uh, three weeks ago a new one of the new handheld steam cleaners. Mm-hmm. You know that blows out the steam. Yeah, my grout is 
<laughs> in, in my bathrooms <laughs> is absolutely spotless. Mm-hmm. And it's like every week I'm like, well, is there anything, any kind of dirt, mold, anything? I, I want to use the portable steam cleaner. It's become a toy at least for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, right. it's like there's no mold in my shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, it those are cool. Though. Well, it, and the problem is, is that yesterday started with doing laundry. Yeah, it was like, OK, I was going to do it, it. Take start to finish and get the bed made again. A couple hours. And then I thought, well, I'm going to have to wait a couple hours anyway. So I got a couple hours to clean. It was 4 p.m. when I was done. I started at 830. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just it's ridiculous where they're you know where they're no, going I mean there are dangers, and I was thinking about that the whole time I was walking around. I, th- I thought, what isn't a danger? Yeah. And, and and so get rid of gas cooktops. Um, you're going to have to get well. They want to turn everything electric. Oh my gosh, the number of electrical hazards in any home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, Let's have that conversation. Yeah, I I can see. Here's the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we need to have all 12-volt appliances in homes. We need to take it down. The whole grid needs to be changed because electricity at, uh, you know, 110 to 115 volts is, right. yeah. is, uh, is too dangerous. Right. And, and people die every year it's because of it. It's too much power. Right. right. It's, it's too we, dangerous. We need, we need to go like the RVs that, right. you know, yeah. that bring it down to 12 volts. Right. It's like, seriously, that's – I'm not <laughs> – No, I mean, that that's exactly uh, the, the, the path we're on. If one thing is dangerous, they're all, it, it's all yeah. dangerous. And if it saves just one life. Yeah, it's about climate change, as we know. That's, it's, that's why they're doing it. And, which is about ultimately about control of people. Right. They want to get rid of natural gas. Yep. These people are nuts. They really are. Yep. 86690-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller. And I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. Because they are removing snow and applying sand, salt, or other road treatments... Snow plows travel at a slower rate of speed than other vehicles. All drivers should maintain a safe following distance of at least five to six car lengths behind a snow plow. This will help you avoid collisions as well as potential vehicle damage from the materials being thrown on the road. Don't pass a plow unless you absolutely have to and never drive into the snow cloud. If you do have to pass a snow plow, do it in a safe and legal passing area that is clear of snow and ice. Make sure there's enough clearance to the side as plows are wider than most vehicles and portions of the plow and blade may not be visible due to blowing snow. If you encounter a snow plow approaching from the opposite direction along an undivided highway, pull as far over to the right side as is safe. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects truck owners with specialized coverages for heavy trucks. Get a quote in as little as five minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The team at Mercer Transportation would like to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all professional truck drivers. It's hard to overstate just how much our country and each...
It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. What was that headline from David Arzani? <laughs> and the Federalist, and he posted this yesterday. I just had to laugh. Here's the title of the uh, the article. Why won't Democrats protect us from stoves that want to murder us in our sleep? <laughs> Gas stoves. Who knew? Until this week, I certainly had no idea how hazardous they were. Tens of people die every year from their fumes. Yet, one can live his entire life, raise children, bring guests to his home. Mere feet from these killers. I love it. You know, um, it was like, who did it a long time ago? Remember, it came out and I forgot whether it was a focus group. Remember the whole thing about water? Mm-hmm. You know, about how yeah. water can kill. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then it was like, should we ban? Uh, and I think they, you know, it was di- dihydrogen oxide. Mm-hmm. And it was like the vast majority of people that, you know, that read it, you know, in the, in the poll said, this absolutely needs to be banned. They go, by the way, we're talking about water. Mm, yeah. And the point was being made that you can make anything dangerous. Yeah, you no, can, you can, you make can it convince, sound right, dangerous, you, right. You, you can sit there and you can state facts. To put fear into people that have nothing to do with their everyday lives of how they use that particular substance. Mm. And you can convince people that something that is absolutely necessary for them to live a quality life and put them into a paranoid state that it has to be banned. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you just repeat it enough then people in their minds will get it because it, which is my point earlier uh, there are likely people out there that are looking at it going oh no is my is my gas stove dangerous that they've had for years is, is that what's causing my dog's asthma i i mean that's how they do it instill fear and then move on it politically Join the conversation. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. I want to play this audio here because this is a great question that was asked by one of the porter reporters yesterday at the White House press briefing. Here it is. Mm. All right. Okay. I just ask if you have any information about why the president's personal attorneys we're at the Penn Biden Center in the first place. Were they looking for something specific? Was there something specific they were doing going through these documents? It just seems like to send, if it was just routine moving stuff, to send a personal attorney. To I, I would well. refer you to the White House. Okay, again, she won't answer any questions, but that that's the, one of the greatest questions that was asked. Yeah. If It's just standard moving stuff from an office. Right. Why are the president's personal attorneys there? Why did the personal attorneys discover it? Right. Whoa. Whoa, what a great question. Well, that's it. I mean, what a if great you're, question. you know, when when Karine Jean-Pierre mentioned um, the White House attorneys, 
That's one thing. White House counsel is one thing. That's an official role. But why were his personal attorneys there? What are they looking for? And the fact that he then brought that up and said, essentially, my lawyers have told me not to ask about it. And and, and that's why, because you make, that's a great distinction. I'm talking about White House counsel. Right. Talking about his personal attorneys. Exactly. And that's why yesterday we said, he's taking, he's telling the public, he just told me I'm taking the fifth. I'm taking the fifth. Because these are his attorneys who are looking out for him. him. If right. you know, White House counsel, same thing. They they look out for a sitting president, but it's a different role. Right. A personal attorney is looking out for you and only you, and it's not about necessarily the administration. It's about how do we protect our client, in this case, a sitting president. And why are they doing that? What did they see? And to what extent are they still involved? His personal attorneys still involved in this search for documents? Because now after yesterday, the second batch, I'm thinking until somebody says it's not the case or or time tells us as time goes on that it's not the case, I'm thinking that they are still looking in multiple places for classified documents. Oh. The NBC story said that the aides are out looking in different locations. Yeah. Well, and well, I guess the way it was written yesterday was they had been looking and yeah, I mean, they, it didn't say they were, they've concluded their search because this right second batch has been found in recent days. Uh, so was the second, I don't know the timeline was the second batch because that, that would, that would, that was my question. My question would be, was the discovery at the University of Pennsylvania not the first discovery, and that's why his attorneys were there? That there had hmm. been, there has been, oh. there's, there's more than one, and so the attorneys were there hmm. because it said they discovered it, right? Yeah. It's the personal attorneys discovered it, so that leads me to believe because if you just move stuff gets moved. From the, I'm sure all the time, and personal attorneys aren't there. Personal attorneys only discover something if if they're looking for any type of civil or criminal liability for their client, right? And here's how, and, here's and, how they phrase it at the New York Times: President Biden, President Biden's aides have found a new batch of classified documents at a second location associated. With Mr. Biden, a, p- a person familiar with the situation, said on Wednesday. Right. It was the second such disclosure in three days, uh, and it was sure to intensify Republican attacks. But here's no, but no, but that's my point. If AIDS discovered it, mm-hmm. AIDS were going through something. Oh my God, this is top secret. Well, then you guys need to look, and the attorneys need to look at all these other places. And so that's why in the University of Pennsylvania, his personal lawyers actually discovered it. Because right. once they found a batch, they started looking and they said, okay, if we go there, we need to make sure that the personal attorneys are there to, you know, to to hopefully limit the president's criminal or civil liability on it. That's why you would do it, correct? Yeah. Because the aides, obviously, it would be aides, people that were working for the president, if they're moving something or doing something that would discover it to begin with. That makes sense. 
attorneys doesn't make sense unless they they came to realize, oh, my God, did this guy leave top secret stuff in multiple places? Mm. All right, let's check out this place. Personal attorneys, you go. Let's not let this out yet. Personal attorneys, go. Let's try to keep this thing under wraps. Here's the here's the way it's written at um, NBC uh, News, who had uh, the story yesterday. They were the ones, I don't know, that broke the story. They first reported the story. And again, we believe this is calculated release of information. Um, but here's how it's written at NBC News. Since November, after the discovery of documents with classified markings in his former office, Biden aides have been searching for any additional classified materials that might be in other locations he used. Uh, said the source who spoke on the condition of anonymity to provide details about the ongoing inquiry. So, it it appears that all right, what they're tr- or that what they want you to believe is that they found documents early November, and now Biden aides are scrambling to see if there's any other classified documents, and then we learn. You know, that that and from the NBC story and the breaking news yesterday that indeed they did. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't I just you the question I would have and this is from an investigative mind, you know, looking at as we've always did as you do with Trump, Mm. from an investigative mindset. Do I believe the timeline of the story? Do I believe that everything was after or did they actually discover? Because nobody you, you just assume that the. The first report, I did at least, I assume the first report meant, okay, that's the first time they discovered it. And the second time, okay, they're discovering this afterwards. Uh, Could it be reversed? And also from NBC, uh, classification level, number, and precise location of the additional documents was not immediately clear. Well, it's clear to somebody. Somebody knows. It's also, it also was not immediately clear. When the additional documents, when the additional documents okay. were discovered, and if the search for any other classified materials Biden may have from the Obama administration is complete, that's what was missing from the story yesterday, uh, and this was updated uh, okay. since uh, it came out. So it was updated late yesterday afternoon. Because that's what an investigator would think. You yeah. look, you look. If you're just saying, okay, does this make sense? Because right. look, obviously. They're only releasing information. Oh, I only have this. I only have this. I only have this. Right. They're only releasing information that makes you ask more questions. You really don't get any answers on this whatsoever. It's an admission that something was found, but the president knows nothing about it. It would be interesting to see how he responds to this one. But the timeline could be that the aides discovered this would make more sense. The aides discovered it, right? The yeah. aides have. Hey, I work in this president's office here where no matter what it be, whether it was his his, uh, his house uh, or whatever, uh, and they're going through the, the private residence and they find it. They go, my God, did he leave? Did you leave? <laughs> then they then they contact him because the aides would definitely tell the president at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, they would I tell mean, the pre- they would they would tell they would tell somebody. But it's just interesting that. The the one that's first announced is the president's personal lawyers 
where it would make sense that AIDS would discover it. And well, then there would then then you would have a great worry. Did he leave top secret things or did it come back? He might have left top secret things at other offices and then his personal attorneys went in to do it. Uh the the um uh, the Penn Biden Center documents were were discovered by his lawyers. Right. That's my and point. So, yeah. yeah. So that's the point. You know, then now you've got the lawyers saying, Okay, we need to have everybody on alert. We need to we need to search anywhere and everywhere where documents might be uh stored. And 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 seriously, I'm very curious why we're not learning about the location. Yeah, because they know. I mean, the source. I guarantee the source. Absolutely. Yeah, sources know that if if sources knew the specifics of the first one, they know the specifics of the second one. But my again, my my uh, my observation would be that obviously, as an investigative mind, if you're looking at it that way, would be all right. The aides are going through stuff and found it, and then all of a sudden, somebody, whoever it was, went. My God, maybe he's got top secret things all over the place. Somebody head to the University of Pennsylvania. The personal lawyers go, "We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna be part of the search." You know, so uh, we're gonna be part of the search here, and and this is a story that we will release first. This is a story we'll release second. This sounds like, feels like that everything is calculated to release it in a particular way to set a particular narrative. Even the fact, well, his personal lawyers discovered it and then immediately turned them over. Uh-huh. Oh, what about his aides? I mean, what's the timeline and all this? Oh, we don't have anything. We don't have anything. We don't have anything. They've got everything. Well, because it, it, for me, it really, a, a, a big part of it is location. And the fact that they didn't tell us the location, that that part of it hasn't leaked or wasn't disclosed by the source to NBC is baffling because it has you asking the question, what would be all the possibilities anywhere where documents might be stored? Well, why would it not be, why would the source not say where they were found because the space was shared with other people, an abandoned apartment, in Las Vegas, that uh, was once leased under the name Hunter Biden. I mean, I, I'm just this is these these this is where your mind goes if you don't put that detail in the, the leaked mm-hmm. story, right. the the source story. Why? What is so? Uh, what would be so uh, dangerous or concerning? that they wouldn't want that out there, that they wouldn't right. want to disclose where it was found. Because one thing we found out in the in the Trump administration, everything was leaked. Yeah. In the Biden administration, hardly every, anything is ever leaked. Right. Unless it's calculated. Because if they, if you said his uh, vacation home, a, vaca- a vacation home in Maine, uh, uh, my first question would be, okay, is there a cer- uh, secret service detail there 24-7? Is it secure? Yeah. Because what is what it says to me, it's not a secure location. That's what it says to me. And that'd be the question for the University of Pennsylvania. 
Did they have security? Yep. Was there was there security? Was there no security? Right. Were they sitting there in an office that somebody could walk into? That was they not. Because they were, they, that, they were that, in a closet. Right. Was the closet locked? Was there security around that office? You know, he's a, he's a current president. I'm assuming the security uh, to that office to the point that he vacates, completely vacates that office, is going to be uh, a very strong security. I just assume that, but I can't tell you that <laughs> no, for but sure. That's a, that's a great case. We assume it. It could be completely the opposite. Right. And the second location, the fact that we don't even know what the location is, tells me that there's a good chance it's not a secure location. It's not one they're trying to figure out how to spin it. Right. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. If uh, you'd like to get into the show, we'll have more audio coming up following the top of the hour. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, you know those are the, the two questions. Why don't we know the location? And uh, why, did his, why were his personal lawyers there if it was just a standard moving uh, uh, you know, practice, as they have, uh, have said? And is the timeline that you just sort of assume, all right, the first one, the first release uh, that we got the other day about the University of Pennsylvania, oh, that must have been the first thing that they discovered. Now they're discovering more. And we look at it and go, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the undisclosed location was the first one. And that's why the AIDS discovered it. And after the AIDS discovered it, somebody said, my God, he may have left, he may have left classified information all over the place. Right. Uh, you know, and and had it while he was no longer vice president mm-hmm. and moved it from place to place, get his personal lawyers in here while we search all the other the properties that the president, the vice, you know, the president, former vice president uh, was at. And that's why his personal lawyers say they discovered the top secret documents at the University of Pennsylvania. Right. That's a whole different ballgame at that point. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thank you for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you choose. If you uh, uh, choose. <laughs> let's let's just uh, play some of Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre here from, uh, from, uh, from yesterday. All right. Uh, just... Uh, 
a succession of, of different uh, audio cuts all on the uh, the classified documents that are now being found daily. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's accurate. The, the <laughs> Biden files. The Biden files, right. Here we go. I just ask if you have any information about why the president's personal attorneys were at the Penn Biden Center in the first place. Were they looking for something specific? Was there something specific they were doing going through these documents? It just seems like to send, if it was just routine moving stuff, to send a personal attorney to do I, I would well. refer you to the White House counsel. So, by the way, I can cut her off because she doesn't answer any of the questions. All right. Yeah, Corinne right. Jean-Pierre. I mean, right. That's why I'm, I'm cutting her off because she's not, you know, in a lot of these, she's not. Now there's some back and forth where we'll hear from her, but here we go. Here's more. He had a closet with he, classified his information. His lawyers in did it the right. Again, again, again. Did he did, he was right surprised thing? that the records were there. He spoke to this so personally. He was surprised that the, that the records were there. And that's Pete Ducey saying he had a class, he had a closet with classified information. Uh, in it that they found. Mm-hmm. How did it get there? Right. Biden was surprised the records were there, but they were there. How he did was they su- get there? He, su- he was surprised the records were there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, we get that. But how did they get there? Exactly. So now we, we, we still have more. Here we go. On these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? Isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. Okay, not, not, not answering the question. And then you sit there and go, if, if, here's the point. If, because you go in this big circle. Well, if he takes it seriously, how come they were there? Yeah. Right. You know, if he takes it seriously, then why didn't he ask his lawyers what were these about so he could explain it to the American people? If he takes it seriously, why won't he answer any questions? And now that they're being found in multiple places, if the president takes it seriously, how come we're finding it in multiple places now? But this was before they found, before the story came out about the second batch. Right. Which, by the way, is kind of interesting that the story from NBC broke after yes we, because we believe this is a, a a an intentional release of information here's here's more but did not answer this part of the question why didn't he or someone in the white house inform the american people when these documents were discovered on november 2nd did it have anything to do because people are asking this part of it did it have anything to do with the fact that the election was just a few days away again and this is under review by the department of justice and, it, and she won't answer the question again and he and the funny thing is, uh, uh, the he he said, you're not answering this part of the question. So he asked it again. And then she continues not to answer the question that he wants answered. Right. Uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, so there you go. And also, I think uh, let me play this. I think this is a different one here where she's asked about when he was briefed. Okay, Mm. here we go. When the president was briefed. My question was, when was the president briefed? He said he was briefed. When did that briefing happen? Again, I'm not going to get into details. I'm not going (laughs) to. It's like, uh, okay. We won't answer any questions. To the point of, wait a minute, when was he briefed? We're trying to figure out the time. Sorry, we can't answer any questions whatsoever. Uh, The president's been advised by his personal lawyers not to ask 
what the uh, the documents were about. And we can't answer any questions of what the president knew because there's an investigation going on. Now, that's gaslighting, as gaslighting as you can gaslight. Uh, you could You could light... A billion gas stoves with the gaslighting that's going on at the White House right now. There's so much gaslighting going on, it's triggering my asthma. <laughs> just amazing, because it's, it's just, what a zoo of a day. And then now, today's going to be, they found him in a, in, in a second place. And where is that location? And I bet you somebody brings up what we asked. Hmm. Is the reason that his personal lawyers were there was because that wasn't the first place they found them? Right. That's the question, right? Right. Because you say, I, AIDS found these. And she'll say, again, we I can't answer any of the questions. Mm-hmm. But the the problem is using his personal lawyers and not answering any questions at all about it they won't answer any questions about it and i love when she says well uh the president answered those the president made the statement yesterday yeah but he didn't answer the questions we're asking you to answer the questions the president made a statement yesterday but you're not answering the question you're saying you're answering the questions but you're not answering the questions you're simply deflecting and well here's my question because we don't know this Second story. We don't know if it's a second batch or not. It could be the first batch. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's so, like, exactly right. And and so here's my question: Was that found before the Mar-a-Lago raid? <laughs> oh, because if it was found before the Mar-a-Lago raid, and then they did a Mar-a-Lago raid. Uh, I'm sorry, but wag the dog much? Oh, no, that's a thinking that that might be leaked. So, well, that that could get out if Margot Cleveland makes a very great case, as she often, in fact, I would say always does. In the distinction between the two, and that is the cooperation by the, or in Trump's case lack of cooperation and involvement by the National Archives and Records Administration. NARA completely cooperating, going back to the whole, you know, Obama thing with with uh, with with the documents that were found there and the case that was made that, okay, well, but NARA basically had control of that. And then in this case, in the Biden administration, uh, the, the Biden documents, there is cooperation, and the word is is that they were the documents were turned over on the on the fir- from the first story uh, from the Biden's uh, the uh, office at, at at Penn that they were turned over the following day to NARA National Archives, but there wasn't that type of cooperation with Trump. From the National Archives and Records Administration. Why? And now I'm very curious as to the timing well, of when that other well, this that, second story, right? But that you know, to, to me though, up. it's 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 a little it's a, a, it's different because the one is the president and 
constantly the president, you know, when and every president takes something that eventually is classified and they negotiate the whole thing. Mm-hmm. This was something that the archives, my bigger my bigger concern would be the fact that the archives never, ever for over seven years knew that Biden had classified information. Right. Or the, or we're being told right. that they didn't know. Right. Well, they didn't know because it wasn't a story. Right. I mean, because otherwise it would have been a story. I mean, you know, the National Archives going after the Biden or the. The, uh, the the former vice president for not, he refuses to turn over classified information. They didn't even know we had him. Well, yeah, I mean, to you and I, that would be a story. To NBC or CBS, would that be a story? I mean, yeah. the question is, is that how much of this is, because we believe this entire thing, the release of information is being orchestrated. And here's another question. So we don't know, we know the location, the first story, we know the location, and we're being told when they were found. When and where. And they told us and said it was found before the midterm elections. Okay, so that story, which sets up the big, well, why did you wait so long? But the second story, there is not a when or a where. Why not? Right. Because the damage done by, you know, politically. Of, man, they held this until January, and it happened before the election. My question, why don't we learn when and where with this second story? Because I'm I'm assuming, and or we're saying it's quite possible that they were also found before the election. Well, how, how long before the election, if that is the case? And were they found before the Mar-a-Lago raid? When you break it down, I mean, the, with with the second one that came out, which with the AIDS, you know, the a, the AIDS found it. That's where the light went off in my head, saying, "Wait a minute, this may not be in chronological order here." Right. That we that we think. Uh, what if that was the? What if the the one the story yesterday was the first one? Right. And then you panic. You say, "My God, does this guy have other?" At other properties, does he have it? And so his personal lawyers get involved. Why would his personal lawyers get involved? Right. Because they're right. concerned about criminal or civil liability. Correct? That's the only reason right. your personal lawyers get involved. So they insisted any search that happens, we're going to be there. And then because the whole story, when it said mm. his personal lawyers discovered it and turned it over, well, what was personal lawyers looking at, at, at things for? And then the fact that they told him, Basically, not to ask what was there, right? And then the fact that he won't answer any questions, you know, for why this isn't about national security. He's not. He he doesn't have to give the top secret contents of those documents. All he has to do is tell us the timeline as president of the United States, because he claims that he is so concerned about top secret materials, and they won't answer one question. And then again, with the lawyers. Him saying his lawyers told him not to ask about it. Mm-hmm. This the whole thing stinks. It's obvious. The only person, the only thing you're protecting is is what Joe Biden. Right. You're not protecting the the secrets because he doesn't have to give the secrets to tell you how this all happened. Well, and why his personal attorneys and not White House counsel? Now I know the first answer is going to be well because that's his private office there at the University of Pennsylvania, but he's a sitting president. You could make that case a stronger version of that case, I guess, 
if you if he were again not the current president and he were just a former vice president you could say well white house counsel wouldn't be involved because he's not a current president but he's the current president and was then when they were found or when we're told that they were found he was the president why 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 not white house counsel because no there's no criminal wrongdoing there's nothing right well wait a minute it's his personal attorneys and and to the point of is this the first bat which one was found first again a layman here and i could be completely wrong but I'll just say that it sounds logical that his aides would be clearing out a closet right. at the University of yeah. Pennsylvania. And and then if they come across something, they call his attorneys. Yeah, but the distinction is the aides were the ones right. uh, for the undisclosed location that discovered it and his personal lawyers, the second and... Right. Uh, his lawyer said to Joe Biden, don't ask, since when do personal lawyers tell a sitting president, don't ask about what these documents are? Right. Are they afraid that he'd go out and and just bumble and let it out what they are? Because I mean, I, what what is the reason for that? And then giving no information. Well, when did you find out? When were you briefed about it? All these questions like, well, we can't we can't talk about any of it because of the investigation stinks. Number one of taking the fifth and the only one that you're protecting. You're not protecting who are you protecting. Are you protecting the documents? Are you protecting top secrets? No. Are you protecting uh, uh, the government in any way? No. The only one that you're protecting is Joe Biden. Well, and that right there makes makes it a, a a much bigger question in my mind as to why his personal lawyers are not White House counsel. White House yeah. counsel would have given you much greater cover with the media. Think about this. White House counsel's involved because this is about protecting those classified documents, uh, overseeing to make sure that those documents get back into the National uh, Archives and, and in their possession. Um, and, of course, the content, again, uh, and nature of those documents, this is something that uh, for a sitting president, White House counsel would be involved in. Why his personal attorneys? And you and again, the the response is going to be to that question would be, well, because this was his private office at the University of Pennsylvania. He is a sitting president. He's not an ex-president. He's not. At, at this point, yeah, but it, just an but ex- the, vice right, president. But the story is not who's defending him. The story is because even the White House counsel wouldn't have been searching for the documents themselves. Right. His personal. I mean, so it's not actually who's who, what lawyers are representing him. It's who is a part of the actual process of the handling of that material and the searching for that material. And why were they doing it? Well, and once they were discovered again, um, why do you introduce his personal attorneys to that equation? Because the, the the case is, I don't buy that his personal attorneys discovered the documents. I don't buy that. I, I think they're lying about that. And so if you're lying about that, why not? create greater cover well they may not they may not be lying about it if it wasn't the first discovery 
if the first discovery was the undisclosed location, and then they went, oh, God, the president, you know, where the hell might he have left everything? Right. That's, and then the, that, then the personal lawyers got involved, right. and they actually did the search. The other possible of, scenario. Of, right. of, 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 the, of the second one, because they were there to protect his criminal or civil liability, whatever the liability would be. They felt the need to be there. All right, we'll talk more. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, I guess we agree on the fact that the second one blows everything, just can send this into so many different directions and so many questions well, that, because, that the media will have. Because you and I, all right, uh, we we talk, We talk. both believe that the this is being released um, and, and controlled. Uh, one released to CBS News. And then the second one released to NBC. I suspect that both batches that we know about so far were discovered by AIDS. And the lawyers, his personal lawyers, are essentially taking control. They're saying that the AIDS are involved and they're looking. But his lawyers essentially have taken control of the narrative, which, by the way, why would you even mention? We said this from the beginning. Why did you yeah. even bring up your attorneys? I think the other option is just as credible that the aides did discover the first one and the lawyers then got involved. Yeah, it could be. Right. Because they said, my God, what would this guy, you know, th- we're talking Joe Biden well, here. And, and, and to, to, to quote Obama, right. never underestimate his ability to F things up. Right. And and so um, uh, I I absolutely could look at it that his aides did the discovered the first thing and then the first uh batch at the undisclosed location and then the lawyer said well we better get involved because this is joe mm-hmm. we don't know what in the hell he might have right and you know again it could be well, either i don't know well, but, but i but, think but, i think both, both this, are possibilities this is gets back to learning the where and when on the second story where and when were they found that's going to be that's going to tell us a lot to democracy if you don't download our app yep. red eye radio and he's eric carley and i'm gary mcnamara 866 red eye let's go to some of your calls we go to jim in chicago jim welcome you're on red eye radio hi yeah how you doing um i was just wondering you know normally um personal attorneys do not have security clearances you know and they made a big deal about all the people who uh who are allowed to read uh trump's documents um i'm just wondering you know how who actually found the documents and were they allowed to um read top secret documents well yeah i mean if they were right there and they discovered them yes but if your intent is 
if it would be what your intent is. If your intent is to read top secret documents, that would be one thing. If you're searching to see if there's anything there and they appear, it doesn't matter whether you have security clearance, you have found them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking because yeah. like I said there was such a stink made about, you know, who's going to read who's going to read the, the stuff that that uh, the Trump's people found and who's eligible to read it and had the clearances. And oh, yeah, I just haven't heard anything about that yet about, you know, Biden's. Yeah, well, we haven't heard much who's, about who's able. To, yeah, we haven't heard much about yeah. Biden. That's why it's most of it's all speculation, at you know, at this point. Right. But again, right. the speculation is caused by the absolute refusal of the president to answer any questions, which he could easily answer questions uh, without uh, with without breaking any rules. Right. But obviously, the reason we bring up and the things that we're talking about is the fact that if you look at it from an investigative mindset, everything that the White House is doing puts suspicion that they're only attempting to protect the president. Right. Yeah, that's the problem here is that. And and I don't know on, on, on the... Uh, how the documents are stored, uh, if they came across a file that said classified material, if they came across at some point, they were able to tell us that it was on the batch at uh, his office at University of Pennsylvania, that it was, what, fewer than a dozen documents. So they know mm-hmm. how many documents were in there. So they did see the the number of documents. But my question, it's more of a question because I, I don't know. Um, I would assume that they're also in a file uh, which has some sort of cover that would say top secret, classified, and so on. I, but I Biden. don't know. Right. <laughs> exactly. We can't count on anything, yeah. Yeah. which is why they get away with he was surprised that they were there. Yeah, well, he's the, surprised to wake up and find that he's president every morning. But you know something, because the, the MSNBC was trying to make a big thing of it, it really doesn't matter how many documents they are. No, that's it's, that, it's, no, no, no. It's their You're, classification. Well, and it's it's the content. Yeah, it's classification. Of the yeah, because if you're talking top secret documents, it could be. Yeah. I, in fact, Very, the, few, the fewer it is, makes me uh, is in direct proportion to my curiosity about it. Right? If you're saying, well, it's fewer than a dozen. Wow. Fewer than a dozen. Why were they separated and, you know, mingled in with other documents? And what's in those documents? Well, I mean, what's well, so important with, you know, yeah. fewer than a dozen documents, some of them top secret? That, that That's why, um, you know, and, and by the way, the, it's important distinction, as we, we've mentioned many times before, but we need to keep mentioning it because people, you know, tune in for the first time and hear it. Hear us. There's a difference between the president taking documents out and negotiating with the uh, the uh, National Archives in the Presidential Records Act than a uh, former vice president having top-secret documents. Hmm. It's not the same application, just so people know. Right. Uh, let's go to Dave in Virginia. Dave, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. To the show. My question is, how... Uh... <clears throat> How many people would have access to the University of Pennsylvania office and be clear, cleared for top secret clearance? That's got to be a very small list. I would indicate that. I would guess. I would guess. I would guess zero. <laughs> Other than Biden himself, right? So he had to. He had to. He had to 
give permission, he, he had to know that these documents are going there. And if he can't remember what he did, there could be documents everywhere. Right, because if you're just a, a presidential, a vice presidential office at a university, uh, the expectation of top secret documents would be zero. So right. there would be no need to have security clearance because security clearance is actually on a need-to-know basis Look, it's, for, it's, for, for yeah. anybody outside maybe the, the president or, you know. And, and it's a good point to make and remember because it's one of those types of offices that he's, he's never really going to use. I doubt right. they actually even had a full supply of pens and and no, that's probably typically the only kind of thing that you would see there. Pens and pencils and notepads. And it's it was that kind of office. Yeah, and the office is, uh, was, was it Marco Cleveland? You told me mm. the office was in a, you know, a public building. It's a 10 story building. Ten, and, and weddings on the top. Yeah, the roof is, is roof rented is, out right. for, for weddings and celebrations. And, right. So yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who have, who has access to the actual office. Right. No, that has not yet been reported. Right. You know, as to, you know, and I haven't seen anywhere where they talk about specifically that it did or did not have uh, either secret service detail or security or, or top security. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming, uh, you know, at the very basic, it had the same security that any other office had in that building. But I mean, obviously, there would be a greater concern uh, as a sitting president would have that office there then you would have a an even a, a much greater level of security. But again, it's Biden, so we can't assume that. Uh, Senate Judiciary Committee member Lindsey Graham said Wednesday it will hurt the country if Attorney General Merrick Garland does not take swift and equitable action in light of classified documents being found at the University of Pennsylvania office again. This before, because this thing's going to blow up today, Eric, with yeah, the second yeah. story. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, because what you're going to be, Republicans will be screaming cover-up. Yep. Why don't we have the information here? Cover-up, cover-up, cover-up. <laughs> be interesting to see if we see that today, if we see that mm. word being used. Um, but uh, uh, Graham told Fox News, a special counsel should be promptly appointed to investigate the matter with the same tenacity that Garland sought to probe President Donald Trump following the discovery of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. Following Graham's uh, interview, Fox News confirmed that aides to Biden discovered at least one more batch of classified documents from his time as vice president in Biden's possession. Reacting to what he called a ridiculous response by the White House press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, to Fox News' Peter Ducey's questions, the South Carolina senator said Americans are disgusted with the standard that exists in America when it comes to conservatives and everybody else. So is he calling himself everybody else? Uh, <laughs> I'm just having, I'm, I'm having fun here. Uh, so uh, what I think, if you believe a special counsel is necessary to assure the public uh, about the handling of classified documents by Donald Trump, you should apply special counsel to the mishandling of classified documents by President Biden when uh, he was vice president and after he was vice president. He should have he didn't put that after he was vice president. Because right. that, yeah. that's what Jonathan right. Turley said. Jonathan right. Turley yes. said, well, wait a minute. Is this about the book that he wrote? Right. 
about his inner workings? Did he use this? Did he did, well, he, did he use these documents as reference for his his book? Was the question that he brought up? Okay, and and again, we have to fold in everything from this segment. The points that were made about the type of office that it is. The type of office that it is is not going to host uh, then the ex-vice president on a regular basis. No, not at all, no. No. Why were those documents there at all? Which, because in any way that the uh, administration tries to answer this is not going to uh, jive with me because what it tells me is that they carved out these documents for a specific reason, which gets back to Jonathan Turley's, you know, did he did he set these documents aside and use them for the book? Oh, man. Oh, my I mean, gosh. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, whoa. And, and he made the point. He goes, that's a problem if he did that. Well, you think know, about why, that. Why did he, you know, why he, did he, he use that? He used those documents for his book, which essentially is reference for his book in order to financially benefit. This is a sitting president who right now is increasingly under the microscope because his family has financially benefited from his public service. And then Greg Gutfeld yesterday, did you he said you've you've got Hunter, you're talking about the Bidens, you've got Hunter leaving stripper babies and laptops all over the place. <laughs> You got the gun that was oh found in the God. trash can. Yeah. You've got the laptop. You got the diary, Ashley's yeah. diary at a halfway house. He said these are really important things: guns, diaries, laptops. Joe's a regular Johnny Appleseed with classified information. <laughs> <laughs> so he must wow. have known that the second one, when he said that, the second location, Gutfeld must have said that after the right. second location. Yeah, right. You know, well, so. and but I, but honestly. Oh, my gosh. I got to know when and where those documents, when the documents were found, the second set, and where. Oh, yeah. I've got to know. I've got to, mister. I've got to, mister. You've got because there's a reason they didn't release that to NBC. Yep. Because this, of course stinks of uh calculated leaking by the white house yes or people associated with the white house but they and, but but here's the question was it inevitable that it was going to because other people knew about it why do you have to leak it you have to leak it because it's going to come out and you know it. Well, is. you want you want to be able to you want to be able to control it and you want to get it out way before the 2024 election. And your uh your Twitter avenue your is not working anymore. <laughs> no, but that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. always a possibility someone else had the story, but if someone else had the story they would have said it by now. Well, that we I, believe I guess that, it, that, I, not that I guess not. Uh, and my point is not that necessarily that somebody else in the media had the story, but somebody else was aware of it. If they looked at it and said, look, multiple people have knowledge of this. We need to get it out and control it before uh, it, because we risk eventually this coming out. And we 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 risk this coming out sometime between now and the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, uh, who is working on the 
Trump version uh, and, and, and his work being done. We need to get that out and we need to control it. Why else would you have to control it? 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Quickly to Sean in Missouri. Sean, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, obvious question would be, well, who's this, who's Joe Biden's uh, greatest liability, which might explain the two timelines? That he sends his personal lawyers out in damage control to, and discovers them in possession of his son, Hunter. Then he has to send out the the White House counsel legal team and aides to cover that up, to find other ones that may, might explain why there'd be documents out there, but neither one of them is going to cover the other. They're both, they're both liabilities. Well, here's the first, what I, the yeah. first ones might've been Hunter Biden's discovery. Yeah. Here's what I would say is that, um, uh, Joe Biden is his own greatest liability. Hunter would be a That's close true. second. <laughs> right. And, but no, and, I mean, look, um, well, we don't know. And here's the problem. We don't know. And why is that? Because of the way that they dance around everything and they cannot control their. Uh, honestly, they can't control their own narrative. Yeah. here. We have no idea whether these documents have anything to do with Hunter Biden or we not. But, but we said this yesterday. We said the fact that the top, you know, you, we said, what will the Republicans use? And and what will the public look at? The public will look at and say, these top secret documents were found there. Mm. Really? Oh, $54 million in anonymous Chinese donations is what helped to create that center for Biden. Right. Hmm. It all goes back to Hunter. And so speculation is going to go wild, especially when it's obvious to the American public that Joe Biden won't answer any of the questions that he absolutely can answer. And the only reason he won't answer them is because it was clear He's taking the fifth. Yep. When his when he said, you know, his lawyers told him not to ask any questions yeah. about what the top secret documents are, and then they won't answer the simplest questions like, well, when were the documents discovered? None of that imperils national security in any way. Right. So if you're not protecting national security, why won't you answer questions? Who are you protecting? Hmm. Trump? Oh, Trump's got nothing to do with this story. <laughs> Biden. Yep. You're, you're worried about his criminal liability. Yep. That's the only reason you would do it. Exactly. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website. RedEyeRadioShow.com or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.